Welcome to the Total Freedom Podcast, where you can build your total freedom lifestyle and live your life doing what you want, when you want, with whomever you want. And now, here is your host, John Racine. Welcome to the Total Freedom Podcast. This is episode three. Welcome to another episode of the Total Freedom Podcast, and I am super excited about today's guest. She is an influential speaker, a new thought leader, a self-mastery coach, a mother who shares her own life experiences to empower and encourage others to take control of their situations and break through challenges that are at one time seemed insurmountable. She's the Amazon number one best-selling author of Learn How to Be a Conscious Creator, Seven Steps to Self-Mastery. Welcome, Anna Kevlin Reyes. Thank you for having me, John. It's my pleasure. I am so excited to have you on today because I've kind of been on this consciousness journey of my own over the last couple of years. And I've listened to your book. You sent me ahead of time the audio version of your book, uh, The Seven Simple Steps, and it just resonated so deeply with me. So let's start. Tell us a little bit about who you are and how you got to where you're at. And then definitely we're going to talk about the book. Well, as you introduced me, my name is Anna. My full name is Anna Kevlin Reyes. And I was born in the Dominican Republic. At about nine years old, my mom brought me over here to this country. And everything was really interesting. It was a complete change, of course. New people, new food, new school system. You know, the thing that stood out the most to me when I started going to school, I told my mom, where's our uniforms? Because we wore uniforms in Dominican Republic. You know, everyone does. And she was like, no, you go to public school here. Everybody, you know, you wear your regular clothes. And I was just so confused by that, you know? And I started going to school, I started learning the language. It was really difficult because, you know, children can be mean. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so making fun of me because I couldn't say the or this and one or way. But, you know, after the first year, I got the hang of it. And uh, I love school. I enjoyed school. And for the most part, as a child, I was very much sort of like a loner. You know, I enjoy my own company a lot. I play with my friends, but at the same time, I went along and did my own thing. Now, fast forward, when I was like 17, 18, I had my first daughter really early. I remember when I told my mom, she wanted to kill me. And I'm like, well, I finished school. All right. Like, at least I finished school. You can't kill me over that. <laughs> <laughs> so, of course, being a young mom and then I married her dad, everything became a lot. Because that year I started college. So to learn how to be a college student be someone's wife and someone's mom at the age of 19, I was like, whoa, <laughs> this is a lot on my plate, right? But of course, I did the best that I could. I moved out of New York City to Pennsylvania. Again, a new city, new people. So all this newness all the time, and I learned how to adapt very quickly, which is what I love about us humans. Through the years, years of our existence, our centuries, one thing that we have done is adapt to all the changes that have been come thrown at us, whether it's weather catastrophes, whether it's economies, what we're experiencing right now, anything. We humans have this giving capability of adaptation. So now I start going to school. I took up, uh, you know, a couple of courses in college and I, I have a degree in respiratory therapy. Wow. When I started working in that field, I love the field because I love taking care of people. And I learned a lot, especially from like old people, the importance of certain aspects of life, 
And something that that taught me was the importance of having meaningful people and, and a loved one in your life because a lot of people died by themselves. And I thought that was so sad. So I, my personality was a lot in the hospital. You know, I was always being told, oh, be quiet. You're so loud. Because I'm always like, hey, everybody. <laughs> and I'm like, you know what? The money is good. I like taking care of people, but I just don't feel like I quite fit here. So during that time, uh, uh, my boyfriend that I was dating at that time, he got murdered. So that brought a lot of pain into my life, of course. I had to recover from that. And I kept being in relationships and other relationships and just being unhealed emotionally and mentally. And I was just unhappy with my career path, you know, and came 31 years old. I just got tired of everything. I'm like, look, if I keep living this way, if I keep drinking and if I keep driving on the highway drunk, if I keep taking drugs and all this, I'm going to die early. And I really don't want that for myself. So I was having a conversation with one of my brothers and he pretty much told me like, you're so smart. You're so disciplined, but you make the worst decisions. He cussed me out. And I was like, oh, how dare you? But at that same moment, I read something somewhere in one of my Buddhist books that said, you know, don't let compliments go to your head or don't let insults go to your heart. So when I let that resonate within me, I said, you know what? He's right. He's very right. So I took that moment and that moment has propelled such growth in my life. So I started reading books on, 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 on mental development, you know, think and grow rich as a man, think kids, uh, the science of being great, the science of being rich, you square a whole bunch of books that I can name a bunch of John Maxwell books. Then I started reading books on spirituality, you know, so I took different, I started tapping on different things because I grew up Catholic. And we all know the Catholic church and their misbehaviors and all this. So that really turned me off. I'm like, if I don't, I don't agree with that. So I started looking at, you know, Buddhism and Islam and Kabbalah and all the different things. And I just found certain things of each, of each religion. Interesting that I made all one big pile of all the things that made sense to me. And I became like, I worship all religions and I respect all religions because at the end of the day, we all worship one God, one entity, and it's for us to be connected and receive the gifts that we are supposed to receive. And then, uh, you know, I was in New York for a while with my mother, and I learned a lot about myself by being around my mom and a lot of my personalities and a lot of my traits. And I'm like, you know what? I love my mother. I love my parents, but there's a lot of things about them that I don't want for myself. So I decided to change those things. I started changing my eating habits. I'm like, look, I'm a Dominican child. We eat a lot of rice. We eat a lot of bread. We eat a lot of platanos, you know? Those things did not sit well with me. So I'm like, I have to change my eating habits. So I had to completely evolve and become something different than what I came from. And that's, the, that's what the seven steps of self-mastery are. All those, like when I sat down to write that book, I was like, okay. So what did I do? What did I focus on that I became this person? And of course, it was my thought process. I had to work on that and become a more positive thinker, a more, uh, more, more, more enthusiasm. I was, I was so pessimistic. I had to become more optimistic about things. My gratitude level had to go up. You know, my faith, the things that I believed in, not so much in, 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 a, in a religious aspect, but more a faith in myself. 
because the way that I believe in God and creation is God lives within us and we are an expression of God from the inside out. That's interesting considering that you were kind of like that gregarious person doing respiratory therapy, the really loud and outgoing one. So that's an interesting dynamic, I would imagine. Yeah. So, so that's, I find that really, really interesting because you come across as this very outgoing, very confident type person, yet on the inside, you were kind of mentally tormented. Absolutely. You know, that's what, always what I heard from people like, oh my God, you know, you're so, and you're so, but they couldn't see, you know, that's why I say people lie really well. You know, <laughs> people look like they're very well put together when, the, when they get home and they close the door, they're falling apart, you know, and that's where uh, self-care came in. I had a lot of relationships in my life that were very toxic. So when I learned those patterns and those toxic behaviors, I had to learn how to take care of myself a lot more and and, and be very aggressive about the people that I allowed in my life and the people that I allowed to connect in my life. And once I saw certain toxic patterns, I'm like, no, you know, I don't want to go and and entertain that because that's just not good for me. Not that there's anything wrong with you, but right now you're just not the best person for me to be around. So I completely, I created complete solitude for about a year to just get to know myself deeply within. And, and, and that was awesome because it allowed myself to see myself for who I really was instead of just me, you know, me being, because I took respiratory therapy because everybody was taking nursing. And I said, well, you know, everybody's always going to be sick. So, you know, might as well just do that. Not because it was something that I loved. Yeah, I loved education and I love uh, the medical terms because I love the body, but I didn't love the, the, you know, the medical field like that. That was just like unhappy in there. You but know, you said you found yourself going through that process. So up until that point, did you identify yourself as Anna, the respiratory therapist, and then figure out that you're Anna, the conscious person, the creator? You know, I never, I was never Anna, the respiratory therapist. Because for some reason, I felt like I wasn't going to be there long. I was always searching. I'm like, you know, one night I, will, I can't, I was working this, this, this call center job in New York. And I was just saying, what do I want to do? What do I want to do for the rest of my life that's going to make me feel so happy? And I said, I want to help people. But you know what? I want to be a social worker. That's what I said. And I'm like, oh. But I don't want to go back to school, man. I'm like, oh, I don't want to go back to school. I'm like, I don't want to put myself through all the years of school again. So I'm scrolling, scrolling at four o'clock in the morning. And I saw something that said life coaching. I said, what's a life coach? What is that? So I started reading more about it. And I'm like, what? I can use my own life experiences to help other people? Hmm. Interesting. So automatically, like a couple of weeks later, I put myself in a life coaching program. That was 2014. And it was so expensive. I didn't have no money to pay for it. <laughs> I know how I lasted in there for a week and a half. And then the coach, you know, at the beginning, she cursed me out too. She was like, you know what? You're an emotional addict and you're just addicted to negative emotion. And I said, oh, how dare you speak to me like this? You don't know me, lady. And once again, I went inside of myself and said, you know what? She's right. So I let all of that bring all those things to light. And I was in the life coaching program for about a month and a half. The coaching program was three months. And then after that, she was like, you know, I can't continue to keep extending it because you haven't made payment. And I said, it's okay. 
And I was so distraught because I wanted to complete the program and I wanted to finish because I wanted to heal so bad. But then I said, you know what? It's okay. I got all this information. I had a list of books that I read and I just went and ordered all of the books and I read them all. And I let all those books feed me and I applied all that information to my life. And fast forward into now, that's why I stand over here so strong in front of everyone to say that it's possible to come from, from a mediocre, you know, train of thought or, or a toxic thought pattern in which we create these, these, these negative situations in our heads. And now it, you know, it, it expresses into negative emotions and negative feelings. And that's how we become depressed. You know, a lot of my young life, I spend it a lot depressed, you know, just thinking about negative things and just not so surely last year I went through a breakup and I was just stuck to my bed for like a month and a half. And I'm like, I want to get out, but I just don't know how to. And a friend of mine, she was like, you know, let's go to Stone Mountain. That's a place here in, in Georgia. And that mountain became my best friend. Because I would go up there and I would cry going up that mountain. Like I, I left it all at that mountain. I would make myself so tired. But it was the challenge. And I used all that negative energy that I had inside of me to get me up that mountain every single day. And now I, I, you know, I'm just refreshed. I'm anew. And I want every single person, especially now, during this time of coronavirus, all this uncertainty, and all the, all, you know, all the negative feelings and emotions that everybody's having about going back to work now, about, you know, recreating themselves, finding a new way of making money. Everybody's really anxious and everybody is feeling like, oh, my God, what do I do? What do I do? And that's where my book is just awesome. Hi, I just wanted to take a quick minute to thank you for listening to the Total Freedom Podcast. We spend a lot of time on this show talking about resiliency, overcoming challenges, and achieving greatness in your life. And I wanted to invite you to discover the Resolve System, my own unique take on how to overcome virtually any challenge in your life. I've outlined the seven steps of the Resolve formula that will take you through just about any challenge you could have in life or business. So head over to totalfreedompodcast.com forward slash resolve and check out the video. Thanks so much. Let's dig into that a little bit. And obviously we'll get more into the book through this process. What do you tell the people that are looking to reinvent themselves now as we are right in the midst of this coronavirus pandemic? And uh, at the time we're recording this, there's some states starting to reopen uh, a little bit. But, you know, people that maybe have been furloughed or laid off or, you know, something has happened and they're looking to reinvent themselves, recreate themselves, come out on the other side as a new, different person. What do you say to them? We have the Internet this time and age, you know, and a lot of people are home. Find something to do from home. There's a lot of work from home companies that are hiring a lot, a lot of people. Find, take the time to really evaluate something that you really, really like and study it for some time and implement it. You know, and go ahead. I was going to say, you know, I have a human resources background and it's been interesting as I talk to some of my colleagues out there that they're finding that I I came from the hospitality industry. So restaurants, hotels and all of that. But so many industries are finding that work from home is a better option than they ever imagined. 
So it's really interesting, the economies that are going to change when this is all over, where there will be a lot more remote working opportunities, maybe not in a restaurant or in a hotel where my background lies, but so many insurance and law firms and and so many other industries. Yeah, like yesterday, I was doing a lot of customer service for my business, calling GoDaddy, calling Amazon. And, you know, one of the guys asked me, he's like, you know, how are you doing with this whole staying home? And I'm like, I love it. Because first of all, I never went nowhere to begin with, you know, I only went from work to home and now it has given me the time to focus so much more on my business and on myself, my, myself, what, my baby, what I want to give birth to, right? What I want to set my foundation and spend the rest of my life working and becoming innovative with. And then he's like, yeah, you know, we've been working from home and working from home. You know, at first it was weird, but then, you know, and I'm like, yeah, don't you love working from home? It's just you and your pajamas, you know, (laughs) nobody can see you. You don't have to get up and get dressed. You can just roll right out of bed and get on your headset. You don't see the people that you don't like anymore. You know, they're not getting on your nerves. So, you know, it's just embracing. I think that, you know, a lot of people uh, go into this negative space because we start creating resistance with what's the new. Embrace the new. Enjoy the new. You know, I believe a lot in the seven universal laws, the law of rhythm, it states everything goes in and everything goes out and it comes back in. Everything changes. The, the, the earth is always in a state of evolvement. I mean, look at the season. The seasons don't stay the same. We have a winter. We have a spring. We have a summer. We have a fall. So we are also like that. We are constantly changing. And like we don't pay attention to how we're changing. I mean, for God's sake, we get a new set of of blood every three months. So why not allow that change to re to to rebirth a new you and, and enjoy it? How do you consciously do that? And and I know a lot of people right now may be struggling and looking to some future, an unknown future. So maybe we do invest in ourselves, we learn or we find a new opportunities, but how do we do that consciously? Right. So as we know, you know, we have a conscious mind and we have a subconscious mind. Right. So your conscious mind is us right now. We're conscious right now. We're aware. Right. We're the light is on. We're here doing this interview. What I've gotten in the in the in the in the habit of doing is let's evaluate what's going through my mind. What am I thinking about? And how are those thoughts making me feel? And once I notice that I'm not getting in a good thought space. I start changing my thoughts right away. I start saying like an affirmation in my head. I am well, I can, I will, I must, I am capable. I can do this. I am in control. I am at peace. Everything is going to work itself out. I start saying out loud all the positive things that go against all those negative things that were in my head. Absolutely. And when you you hear yourself, like you're speaking to yourself the same way that you speak. Like hear other people speak to your own self and say it out loud. They say, oh, you're not supposed to talk to yourself. Yes, you do. You are supposed to speak to yourself. Because your subconscious listens and processes at a level we don't understand. I've done a very similar thing in the past, not coronavirus, but in the past where I start with the sniffles or a little bit of a sore throat, I would constantly say out loud, I'm healthy and strong and well. I'm healthy and strong and well. And I would stay away from the negatives because the subconscious mind doesn't understand a negative. Instead of, you know, if I say I'm not sick, then my subconscious is hearing I am sick. So I would just say I'm healthy, strong, and well, and I have not had a major cold or flu, knock on wood, 
in years as I've been doing that. So there's a lot of validity to that. Yeah, that's one of my major affirmations. I am well, I am healthy, I am strong, I am powerful, I am in alignment with all that that is good for me and for everyone else. We have to learn how to say your I am. What are you associating yourself with, your being? And that's what you become. That's what you implement into your life. Like I read this book called um, The Anatomy of the Spirit. And that book discusses specifically how the mind creates disease in the body. Yeah, it's more prevalent than people realize. And mainstream medicine is starting to come around to it. There's been this whole spiritual awakening that's happening right around now, coming into the Aquarian age, as I understand it. Yes. So there's a lot of that coming in now, and mainstream medicine is starting just now to pick up on it. Absolutely. You know, there's a, there's a new age of people coming along. People are becoming more, more self-aware, more they're self-reflecting more. They want to be their optimal self. You know, a lot of people are tired of working the nine to five. 40 hours a week, like it's tiring. You come home, you know, you leave home early in the morning, you come home all tired. Then by the end of the week, you don't have energy to spend time with your wife, with your kids, you know, to do things that you enjoy yourself. You're so wore out. Like I was serving at Red Lobster and my feet were always in pain. My, you know, my wrists were always in pain. And now that I've been at home, you know, I tell my partner, I'm like, oh, I love the fact that my feet don't hurt. (laughs) I just love it, you know, because it gives me more energy to go and increase my workout because I love working out. I love fitness. So before I'd be like, oh, my God, I'm so tired from work that my feet hurt so much or my body hurts so much that I don't even want to work out. So now that I have my full body now I can completely submerge in my physical health. And that is wonderful to me. I love it. Absolutely. Yeah, I've seen the changes. I've started doing things like that myself as well. It, I'm one of those people that I had to see it to believe it. And I started seeing it and I definitely believe it. And it's become a practice and a consistent thing. Exactly. That's what I told my brother yesterday. I'm like, you know, you know, because, like, you know, I was like, you know how why I've become so like, oh, about this topic is because I've seen it work. I've seen it work in my own life and I've seen the person that I've transformed and I've become from the last six years. And I'm just like, my goodness, this stuff works. Like I just want to shake everybody and be like, Oh, do it. Come on, do it. It works. Yep. You know, I always have coaches that are that are coaching me primarily on business, sometimes on the other stuff. And one of my business coaches is a conscious creator, very much along the lines that you are. And I connected with her a few years ago, and she's very, very big on that same message. And and I'm starting to see it. And and uh, maybe I don't. I'm not a, a an expert on it, but maybe the coronavirus is that impetus for people to kind of consciously wake up or subconsciously wake up either way to realize that there are other things out there for us. Absolutely. Because now everybody's being told, stay home, stay still. Once you stay still, that's why practicing meditation, you are allowing, I heard this one time that says, Prayer is when you speak to God, to the God energy. And meditation is when the God energy speaks to you. When you allow yourself to settle and allow that God energy to come through your body and you receive your messages and you start working and acting on those messages, you see a whole new light. So people not just have to relax and get into themselves because they've been so focused on just going outside. 
oh, I have to go to work. Or, you know, I'm going to go and be with my friend and go drinking. Or I'm going to go here, I'm going to go there. That nothing is being focused on the inside. And now people have forgotten who they truly, really are. And I feel like that's what this coronavirus thing is implementing in people. Is that self-reflection, is that self-awareness that you can do and you can become anything that you desire that you want to be. But you have to take the time first to go inside and, and, you know, dig for it and seek it out and then feed it. Absolutely. I could go on and talk about this for a really long time, but we are coming up on the end of our interview. I would love to have you come back on again in the future if you'd be open to that. Absolutely. Of course. Terrific. So how can the listeners reach out and connect with you? Okay. So as you guys know, my book is available on Amazon. How to Become a Conscious Creator, Seven Steps to Self-Mastery. And I am on Facebook. You can find me by my name, Anna Kevlin Reyes. I'm, in on, I'm on Instagram also, at Anna Kevlin Reyes. Everything is with my name. So, people can, so it can be easy for people to find me. And uh, yeah, I'm on Instagram and Facebook right now. Perfect. And I'll put all of that in the show notes. So you can find that at the totalfreedompodcast.com and also on whatever podcast service you're listening with. Awesome. Anna, thank you so much. It's been an absolute pleasure. I wish we could have gone longer, but we are definitely going to have you come back on and we'll dig in a little bit more in the future. My pleasure, John. You have a good one. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. Thank you. That's another episode of the Total Freedom Podcast. We'll see you on the next one. Hi, I just wanted to thank you for listening to this episode of the Total Freedom Podcast. We want to continue to bring amazing content to help you overcome the challenges in your life, become more resilient, achieve the life of your dreams. So we're going to ask you to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or whatever podcast platform you listen to. That helps us to get ranked higher in the podcast chart so that we can share this message with more people. So again, subscribe, rate, and review, whether it's good, bad, whatever feedback, we'll use that to help make this podcast better. So thanks so much. You can find the show notes for this episode at totalfreedompodcast.com forward slash episode three. Thanks for listening to Total Freedom with John Racine at www.totalfreedompodcast.com.